0: John 10, 22 to 42. It was now winter, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of Hanukkah, the festival of dedication. He was in the temple, walking through the section known as Solomon's Colonnade. The people surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus replied,
1: I have already told you, and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my Father's name. But you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me, for my Father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. The Father and I are one.
0: Once again, the people picked up stones to kill him. Jesus said,
1: At my Father's direction, I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me?
0: They replied, We're stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus replied,
1: It is written in your own scriptures that God said to certain leaders of the people, I say you are God's, and you know that the scriptures cannot be altered. So if those people who received God's message were called God's, why do you call it blasphemy when I say I am the Son of God? After all, the Father sent me apart. Set me apart and sent me into the world. Don't believe me unless I carry out my father's work. But if I do his work, believe in the evidence of the miraculous works I have done, even if you don't believe me. Then you will know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father.
0: Once again, they tried to arrest him, but he got away and left them. He went beyond the Jordan River near the place where John was first baptizing and stayed there a while. And many followed him. John didn't perform miraculous signs, they remarked to one another, but everything he said about this man has come true, and many who were there believed in Jesus. Well, Jesus, as we have read these, these words that are that are your words to us, Lord, we ask that we would clearly hear you speaking, that we would know your spirit with us, uh, and that our, our hearts, Um, would be alive to things that you want to do in and through us, we pray. Mm -hmm. In your mighty and powerful name, amen.
1: Amen. Well, good morning, Faith, and welcome to our living room. Um, As we uh, have this conversation with one another, let me talk a little bit about the context of John chapter 10. Uh, In this story, there's the religious leaders who don't recognize Jesus' voice, and then you have a section of those in the crowd that have heard his voice and believe. And it's actually incredible. You commented on this earlier that John is constantly dropping in there that people are believing in Jesus, that they hear him and then they they believe. And you see that again in this story here. So you have religious leaders who want to seize Jesus um, while others begin to follow him. And Jesus's words to the religious leaders is essentially, you don't hear my voice, um, but my sheep do. And, and I also highlight in this context, um, Jesus has an incredible aspiration for us as his people. Uh, just as the son knows the father, Jesus is saying that we're going to know him. And I find that I find that incredible. And I find that so encouraging um, that we would have the ability to know Jesus. And then I think and really what we are going to be talking about this morning is that we'd be able to recognize his voice speaking to us.
0: Yeah, and the reality is that when we've interacted with people over the years in ministry, um, one of the most common questions that we hear over and over and over from followers of Jesus is how do I hear the voice of God, and how do I know that it's God really speaking to me? Um, And so first, just right off the bat, um, just want to reassure you and say that you have heard the voice of Jesus, that if you are following Jesus right now, the, the only reason you're following him is because you heard and recognized him calling to you. Um, and Jesus has has stated that in John chapter 10, that, that his sheep are the ones that have heard his voice. And so you have heard the voice mm-hmm. of God. Uh, be reassured in that. But still, um, throughout our lives and throughout most Christian's lives, um, we have this, this desire, this longing to know his voice better, uh, to be able to recognize when he's speaking, to have sensitive ears and sensitive hearts. And so we wanted to take time um, this morning to have a conversation mm-hmm. around what it means to hear the voice of God. In John chapter 10, um, Jesus says three times that his sheep will hear and know his voice. And so we wanted to to pause uh, right now and just be able to have just kind of an informal yeah. conversation around what that looks like.
1: So this this kicked off um, because Larissa said last something last week in in her message that just popped off the screen for me, and it was this statement that Jesus wants to, us to know Him the same way that He knows us. And and what I found so encouraging about that is that. Jesus knows us really, really well. Um, He knows everything about us, right? You think about Psalm uh, 139. He knows my rising up and he knows my going down, that no matter where I'm at, he knows everything about me. And here in John chapter 10, Jesus is saying, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Um, It's this powerful statement. And I think that for me, what it lays down for us is this foundation about hearing God's voice, right? We all have this desire and aspiration to hear God's voice. Um, but before we get to the place of saying, I want to hear God speak, I think what Jesus is really pointing to us is saying, I want you to know me. I, I want you to know me and and know that I know you. Um, so as, as we kick this off, um, I think we use that phrase, uh, the goal is not GPS God, right? The goal isn't that... Um, we we want to hear God's voice because we want to know, do we turn left or do we turn right? Um, what decision would be the best so that I don't run into conflicts? Um, those are great goals. Those are great aspirations. Um, but that if they aren't founded in, in a relationship with Jesus, then I I, I think they're pointless. Um, that it really is about getting to know him. Uh, Dallas Willard in his book, Hearing God, which, by the way, is linked um, in the notes section, uh, definitely a worthwhile read, he, he says this, people who understand and warmly desire to hear God's voice will want to hear it when life is uneventful, just as much as when they are facing trouble or big decisions.
0: Yeah, in thinking about this, I thought about the relationship of an adult child with their parents. Um, can you imagine a relationship of an adult child with their parents um, where the only time they reach out and um, call their parents or try to have a relationship with their parents is when they've got um, something that they need from their parents that so they need um, instruction on like how to replace the um, the broken dish disposal or how do I invest money um, can you help me with the with um, some parenting decisions that I have to make. Yeah, so if an adult child is reaching out only for those what should I do and how do I do it, mm-hmm. um, then really there it shows that there might be something wrong with that relationship. Um, in, a, in a normal healthy relationship, there would be um, calling up their parents just because they wanna hear how their mm-hmm. day is going, they wanna share how their day has been, they wanna um, talk about dreams and aspirations, disappointments and frustrations and along the way they will call them up to ask how to replace a dish disposal yeah. um, because that is also part of life but it's not the only thing um, and so we want a we want a whole and healthy relationship with God not just one that we come when we need an answer to um, life's crises or or what we should do um, what we should do with our life what decisions we should make, We also want a relationship with the Lord where he's speaking to us about his heart and his desires. And in turn, we're sharing our heart and our desires with him.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, we're constantly coming to discover is that we're, we're meant to cultivate a relationship with him. We're getting, we're supposed to be in a place where we constantly know him more and more. We'll talk about this later in a, in a bit where, where Jesus says, they follow me. Um, and that, that, that takes a, a closeness, that takes a proximity, that takes a constantly getting to know. And so I think you were talking about his character, right? That we want to be in a place where we're constantly knowing his character. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, and that as we as we get to know who God is and how he behaves, the, the, the longings and desires that he has for creation, for humanity, um, we get to know what he's like. And that begins to influence who we are and mm-hmm. what we're like. Um, that that part of knowing God's voice is knowing the things that he cares about and being in conversation with him around those things.
1: Yeah, I, I would also say that that part of what happens in that place is that we fall in love with him. More and more we fall in love with him. And we get to a place where we say, you know, where, like Peter says, at one point in the gospels, where else would we go? You have the words of eternal life. It's this place of saying we we constantly come to discover, Jesus, you are worth following. And so our hunger and our desire to hear his voice is because he is he is the voice of the one that we just always long to be around.
0: So if we know what God is like, that he's faithful, that he's good, that he's caring that he's long-suffering, that he never changes, um, then when we go through those seasons where it is more difficult to hear God, we'll be reassured because he, we know uh, that he cares. We know that he loves us, and we know that he is not a, a fickle God that has abandoned us, but that he's just as present with us in the silence as he is in the speaking.
1: So one of the things um, that Jesus definitely emphasize, emphasizes in in this in John chapter 10, is he says that they follow me. So it seems like part of what happens in our hearing his voice is that we become like him. So that following him is, I would say, Christ-likeness. Yeah. How would you describe that?
0: Yeah, and it goes back to that question of why do we want to hear God speak? Why do we yeah. want to hear the voice of God to us? Um, and I think the, the answer to that hopefully will be Because we want to become like him. We want to know him and have his ways um, guide and direct and shape our lives. And so as we hear his voice, we will begin to follow him in his footsteps, follow the path that he has set by his life and his example. And so it really is um, about transformation, that hearing God is about our lives being transformed and the world around us being transformed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's use the example of our voice. Right, you're, you're. I think you're really good at this um, more than I remember to do so. But when they act in certain ways, when they act up and do things that we desire them for them not to do, you'll often pull them close and remind them of our values as a family. Right? What are our hands for? What are our feet for? What is what's our voice for? It's for showing love and kindness, um, and that's something that we instill in them. Why? Because as they grow older. We don't want them to constantly have to call us or text us or whatever future technology is going to look like um, to say, what decision do I make here? Right. Really, what we're hoping for is that they begin to embody uh, characters and values that that we see in Scripture and really in what we see in Jesus. Right. So hearing God's voice isn't just to make the right decision, but it's to be made more like him, to embody uh, who he is.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, that so often hearing God's voice is about um, revelation to us. It's not just about the information, like you were saying, of what to do, what decision to make. Um, we're not robots that just need to be directed step by step um, to do this constantly. Um, but we are human beings made in the image yeah. of God, and He is revealing Himself to us. He has been revealing Himself uh, to humanity from the beginning of time. And as we see his face, as we see the glory of God more clearly, um, the, the purpose would be that our lives would be shaped and transformed, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, a a revelation of God would transform us the longing for us would be that we would hear his voice, we'd recognize it, and that our hearts would be responsive to the things that he would say to us.
1: Yeah, because the the imagery from Genesis one and all the way through the end is that we we're partners with God in his work of creation. Right? He's 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 ultimately the one that accomplishes and does, but he doesn't want to do it alone. I mean it's the it's this powerful statement from Scripture that God is desiring to pour who he is into humanity and that we might, then we might be workers with God. We might participate with him in this act of cultivating uh, creation and, and being and governing creation. And so uh, I think really what I see at play is that we hear his voice so that we're about his business and we're about his business. So we hear his voice. We hear him as we're at work. And we're at work because we've heard him speak, right? So um, I, I just think that if you see all over the pages of scripture. I think I don't know the guy's name, um, that that the Spirit of God comes upon him so that he can design the temple, mm-hmm. um, and that that idea of that that he's he's going to he's going to be empowered by God's Spirit, hear his voice because he's up to, to something good. And I, I think that often what will better allow us to hear his voice is that we're about the work of the kingdom of God.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it in you know, walking down a path with a friend yeah, that if you're both walking in the same direction, you're more likely to be able to hear their voice when they're speaking That's to you. Really good. But if we're walking in opposite directions or my friends walking down the path and I kind of veer off to, mm-hmm. Into the woods, uh, I'm gonna have a much harder time hearing him speaking. Right. Um, but when we're walking with God and following Him and about His work, we're we're going to hear His voice speaking to it us. It
1: sounds so much more playful, too. It sounds so much more enjoyable. It's this just place of like delighting in the Lord, delighting in the work that's happening, being mm-hmm. filled with hope for what's happening in the world, and hearing God speak His word over us. I would encourage you just to say. Here's often what I find. Listen to what others are going through. Listen to what they're facing. Hear the things that they're walking through. And as you are, like genuinely listen to them and not just want to give a solution to their lives. But as you do that, really what what we're prayerfully doing and hopefully living is saying, um, bringing those needs prayerfully before the Lord. I think that I often hear God's voice um, when it's not about me. <laughs> when, when, when it's about... Saying God, how are you wanting to move in the lives of others and to bring their needs before him? And just there's just been so many times in my life where it's praying for someone or someone 's name upon uh, pressed upon my heart and reaching out to them, and then all of a sudden I discover that was God speaking to me yeah. because there's like you just reached out at the right time,
0: yeah, so we want to um... Have this conversation get really practical. Also, um, um, let's just talk a little bit about some of the ways that that throughout um, history people have heard yeah. Jesus.
1: I, I mean, I would just start with saying, read the Gospels, <laughs> and and the reason that I would start there is because Jesus is talking.
0: Yeah, and God has chosen the Triune God has chosen to reveal Himself. Through Jesus that Jesus is mm-hmm. the revelation of who God is and when Jesus speaks that is what the triune God sounds like God sounds like Jesus and so if we want to hear the voice of God we hear that voice through Jesus. And so if we spend time in the Gospels, um, reading about Jesus's life and reading his words, we're going to begin to hear and recognize Jesus's voice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So famously, I suppose in scripture, um, God's voice is at one point described as a still small voice. Um, And I find that challenging because I, if I'm honest, I want, uh, I want the loud and um, I want the extravagant and I want the miraculous because I, again, if I'm honest, I think that's how God works, right? Like that's my assumption is that if God is going to show up, it is going to just like blow me over. You think about um, that old speaker commercial, the guy sitting in in his recliner and, and the speakers are on and he's just being blown away. Um, and you're like yes, that's what it's like when God speaks to us, um,
0: and He does. And He right? does. Yeah, like there, yeah, yeah, there yeah. are lots of stories throughout Scripture of that overwhelming, powerful, miraculous, out of the blue um, time of God speaking. But,
1: but I, I would say I'd go as far as say, but I deceive myself if I say that is the most significant
0: or the only, Or On,
1: the only, right? That i I've, I've categorized it and i've said this is it this is this is what it's all about it's hearing god part the clouds and speak in a voice of thunder and maybe it's just as miraculous and mind-blowing that god speaks to me in the absolute mundane
0: yeah yeah and in the quiet and in the stillness yeah. that he that he speaks um through his, his spirit residing within us, Mm -hmm. um, that, that he speaks in ways that are, um, sometimes unfortunately easy to ignore. Um, and so, I mean, for me, maybe that's also why I like the big and obvious, um, because I could be paying attention to something else. I can be, um, just kind of caught up in my own life. And if something big and loud and miraculous bursts through, mm-hmm. um, I don't have to be attentive all of the time um, because it's going to overpower everything else that I'm paying attention to. But if God is speaking to me in, in a still voice, a still quiet, a whisper, um, then I'm going to need to pay more attention.
1: That's the problem, right? Is that, that it, for God to, to speak in that still small voice, means that sometimes the rhythms of my life need to change. Um, the focus that I have, I mean, I want God to speak loudly and in the miraculous is because I want him to interrupt me while I'm doing things that are just about me, right? And so for the still small voice means a life that is aware. And I think that's what Jesus often points to is be alert, watch, right? Be, be mindful of what's happening in the world around you. And so we're people that, that are, are, are constantly cultivating this life of awareness um, and, and observing and looking um, at what's happening in the world around us.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, for myself, um, silence and solitude has been really important in helping me develop um, an attentiveness to the voice of God. Right. Um, and not just for me, but this is silence and solitude have been um, some practices that have been just foundational throughout history for followers of Jesus. Um, I know that when I remember when I was in college and was up and outside of LA and so traffic just horrendous up there. And so when I'd be driving from the college campus um, to my my job at a church in Garden Grove, um, just horrible traffic so I'd be in my car at least an hour, probably an hour and a half each way and it was really easy at first to just constantly have the radio going. Um, I think that was probably back before podcast, so it was pretty much just the radio. <laughs> the six
1: CD changer that was yeah. in your car, yeah.
0: Um, but I remember at, at a certain point just feeling like God was calling me to just turn off the radio and actually sit um, in silence with him in you know, on the, um, the 57 freeway for, for an hour or two. And those were times that I was able to um, just have a conversation with the Lord, hear him speak, and it's it's a habit and a practice that I try to keep in my life yeah. um, today to not always have a podcast going or a book that I'm reading or a conversation all of the time, um, but finding times that I can get away, uh, be alone with the Lord, um, sit in silence with Him. Um, that when I'm 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 praying and talking with Him, but I'm not always the one doing the talking. I'm sitting there listening, right. in case He might be speaking, so that I would hear Him
1: because one of the things happens as well is like the stage of life that we're in, there's a lot of noise there. There's, there's a lot. Um, I mean, I'm even right now looking at our floor and I'm seeing Legos scattered off to the side. And it's just this reminder that, that life is, is, is fun. It's chaotic. It's loud. We don't have that much time, but, but as we, take time to develop that silence and solitude and really try to find that time. Cause it just struggles. It's, it's, it's hard. It's not something that's really easy for us to find. And then amidst the chaos, we're better able to hear God's voice amidst amidst the, the, the constant going, the constant in the playing and, 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 and the working and the stress and the cleaning and all that stuff. Now, as I start in this place of developing the silence and solitude while I'm doing, I'm also then trying to take that posture there as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, another important, I would say like foundational um, practice to hearing the voice of God and recognizing the voice of God is going to be reading scripture. Uh, There's, there's just no way around it. Uh, If you want to hear the voice of God speaking to you, um, read the Bible and, and you will hear God. God has has revealed Himself through Scripture, and so we get to to hear and and read the revelation of God. And I would say it's really important that we read the entirety of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really easy for us to to just kind of fall back on the sections of the Bible or the books of the Bible that um, we enjoy. Yeah, that we enjoy yeah. that maybe are easier to understand or really have connected with us. Um, it might be easier to to read you know, isolated verses here and there. But if you really want to um, know God, we're going to want to know the the entire story of how he's revealed himself through history. Yeah. And so we need the we need the whole counsel of scripture in order to hear him well.
1: And really quickly, one thing that, that I often, I had tried to, I would try to always do is before I open up scripture is to say, um, similar to like John the Baptist prays, Lord, let me decrease and let you in. May you increase. Um, this posture, it's a simple prayer that just says, God, speak to me and help me get out of the way. Um, deal with my filters, deal with my assumptions, just simple prayers anytime that I'm going to dive into his word. Um, because I'm going to come in with my own understandings, and um, I think I already know about what I'm going to read. And that's that's a surefire way to not hear um, him speak to me.
0: Yeah, that's We hear our own voice, unfortunately, in Scripture, and we don't hear God's um, when we just come with our own preconceptions about what we're going to encounter there. Um, Another way of, of reading Scripture, you know, not just reading the entirety of it. um, But another practice that has helped um, believers throughout the the centuries um, is reading in a meditative way, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes referred to as Lectio Divina, um, other ways to describe it. But really it would be um, like you were saying, coming to scripture um, with the spirit of God and asking, what is it that you're wanting to speak to me? Um, And taking a, a smaller chunk of scripture in order to to really spend some time there, slowly, um, quietly, repetitively going through that passage and asking that that the Spirit of God would would guide your your eyes as you're reading and would mm-hmm. illuminate your heart as you're reading.
1: Yeah, and prayer would be another space of hearing God. I would shape it in the way of seeing a conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: with God. Immediately, what comes to my mind is that um, really well known verse that just says be still and know that i'm god i think that's a great posture for prayer it's the space of listening and talking and it's bringing whatever we're going through to the lord um i'm i'm more and more discovering that it is so important for me to be self-aware and bring whatever i'm going through to the lord so whether what are my circumstances um what what's the temperature of my emotions uh, where are my relationships at? What are my stress factors? Um, and all of these things to come before the Lord and to be open with all of those things, because that actually becomes really fertile ground um, for hearing him speak and not try to hide from, from those different uh, difficult spaces that I can often be in.
0: Yeah, another practice um, that has helped a lot of people over the ages in, in recognizing the voice of God um, would be a practice of at the end of your day or at the end of the week, taking a few moments before the Lord and going back over your day or back over your week and asking the Spirit of God to um, to bring to mind the, the times throughout the day that He was present with you that mm-hmm. you might not have noticed, um, the times that He was speaking to you that you might not have recognized, and that it can be just really as simple as, you know, you... Um, You hop into bed at night and you just spend five minutes with the Lord reflecting on your day. Um, And as that becomes a habit and a practice, um, you'll begin to notice that it doesn't take you maybe quite as long to recognize Mm -hmm. when God was speaking. Um, You might not have to wait till the end of the day to recognize it, but it might be something that happens in the moment um, because you've you've begun to see the the patterns, you've begun to recognize the way he has been speaking to you throughout your life.
1: Yeah, um, I would also say observation would be how I would categorize this, and what I mean by that is is noticing his handiwork. Whether it's walking through cre- uh, in creation, it's watching a sunset. But it, I think it really what it's saying is it's this posture of of looking around us and and just being open to what's happening around us. Um, and i 've heard someone say that often what they 'll do is when they 're driving, walking, whatever it is, and they observe something that seems to be broken and doesn 't seem to reflect what the kingdom of God is about, that they have a simple prayer, God may your kingdom come there and and so often what happens is that they hear God speak mm-hmm. they that 's this conversational place of saying god i 'm observing something and And it doesn't seem to line up with what I know about you, and so I'm bringing it before you. And now it's this lifelong conversation that's taking place in our lives.
0: Yeah. God also speaks through community. Mm -hmm. Um, he, He speaks through his people, and so that's where... Um, where relationships, um, yeah. where, where friendships um, come into play. And so I think it, it is really important that, um, that we're not isolated when we're trying to hear the voice of God. Right. I think community can be both the guardrails um, that keep us kind of going off the mm-hmm. road when it comes to hearing God's voice. Community is meant to, um, to help keep us on track. Um, but at the same time, community can actually be the, the avenue that God does speak yeah. to us. Um, and so we hear God's voice through our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, we hear his voice through people who are um, similar to us. And we also hear God speaking to us um, through people who have vastly different life experiences yeah. from us. We
1: have different points of emphasis. and And so...
0: I notice certain Mm. aspects of who God is and you notice others. Yeah.
1: But it challenges each other. We have a choice of either saying, well, that doesn't sound like the Jesus that I know. Right. But it really is a space of saying, okay, but wait, I really believe that you are hearing Jesus and you're seeing who he is. And so then we're challenged to say, let me, let me hear your perspective. Let me hear, um, how you're observing God move and, and act and what his character's like. And then, and it forms us and shapes us um i I' also say one of the things that we just learned to ask in community is what scriptures uh, are speaking to you recently
0: yeah
1: and and then we we just get to celebrate and hear how God is speaking uh to one another um and uh I would one of the things that i'm I'm really learning is we often end up in these spaces, right? Where I don't know if often's fair, but where we have big decisions ahead of us and we just feel like we're not hearing the voice of the Lord. And it's this, it's like, it's crutch time. And it's like, God, I need to hear you speak. Um, the habit that I have developed in those times is to enter in to worship and praise with the, with trying to take an approach that says, God, I just want to reestablish my relationship with you. Because even if I make the wrong decision, you're still going to be there. And so when I'm stuck and when I don't hear his voice, for me, that's the time to enter into worship. That's the time to come into a place and just celebrate who God is. And then I'm reminded how big he is. I'm reminded he loves me. I'm reminded that his hand's over my life and it will not be the end of the world if I get this decision wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is that that some of these things that we've just real quickly here gone over, um, they tend to be ways that you and I maybe have connected with with hearing the voice of God. Uh, But the reality is um, there are a lot of different practices and habits Um, that people have developed over the years to hear the Lord speak, um, to to position themselves in a place that they're attentive to hearing God. And so this conversation this morning has not at all been exhaustive. Um, And that's why, again, community is so important, because we get to hear from one another. And as we hear from one another, um, it will help uh, develop some things within us to to help us hear God more clearly.
1: I hope that what's stirring within us right now is that the Zoom Courtyard can be an incredible space for us to talk about how we've heard God speak, what we're reflecting on currently, um, that it could be a really great space for us to hear, um, hear the voice of the Lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I wanted to make sure that we mentioned was uh, the reality of these these practices, Mm -hmm. um, for hearing God's voice is that none of these are a, um, they're, they're not us twisting the arm of God to, to force him to speak to us. It's not saying like, I'm sitting here in 20 minutes of silence and solitude. And so you better speak. Um, that's not what these, these habits and practices are about, but instead, um, instead of forcing God to speak, what we're doing is we're positioning ourselves in a, in a place that when God speaks, we're attentive. That yeah. when God speaks, yep. um, we've, we've cultivated a, a stillness within ourselves that we can now pay attention to and respond to the voice of Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, church, a couple of book recommendations. They're in the notes uh, section. I would encourage you to read um, Hearing God by Dallas Willard, uh, Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Harrison Warren, I might get that wrong, Um, and The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And if you get that one, um, get the modern English version. Um, (laughs) I'll just say from experience. I tried to read the older English, and I didn't understand a word of it, Um, but the modern English was much more uh, approachable for me. Um, Let let me pray for us, Um, and really praying for the Spirit to make us alive. Um, Because it really ultimately is him that does that work uh, to allow us to hear God speak. Uh, So Father, we pray for for our brothers and sisters right now. Um, I pray for the kiddos that are are around us uh, right now. And just pray that um, even at their young age, like Samuel as a kid, that they would hear you speak. And for all of us, Lord, may your spirit even right now descend upon us. Quicken our being. Make us alive um, so that we might be more and more sensitive to your leading uh, in our lives and that transformative work that you are doing in us. We pray, make us more like Jesus. Continue to speak uh, your word over us. And may we be people that have ears to hear uh, the things that you're saying open, uh, courageous enough to hear you speak to us. And so Lord we give you our lives and we say we want to hear you speak because we want to know you. So we pray that in Jesus name.
0: Amen. Amen.